Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling, with a focus on Japan, but we talk a, bit, a little bit about everything. I'm your host, TJ, a.k.a. Aspier, and with, with me is my co-host, Caitlin. Hey, everybody. Uh, each week, we kick off the show discussing the news from the past week, which we find interesting, follow it up with a rundown of all the shows making tape this week or airing live in Japan, and finish up with our usual roundup of all the miscellaneous wrestling we watched recently before getting into our main topics for the week. This week is episode 67, and our main topics this week will be the Tokyo Joshi Cork and All Show and Dragon Gate's Dead or Alive 2021. We were going to do the uh, DDT's Ultimate Tag League and their Cork and All Show, but uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, this past weekend we got our second shot of the vaccine, and uh, for me at least, I d- didn't really bother me that much. I was just fatigued a little bit, my body ached a little bit. Definitely, I've had headaches off and on a little bit, but not too bad. Really, my back's been killing me the past whole weekend, and I don't know if it's from the vaccine or if it's from just normal Jail life shit. Stuff, yeah. But it has been killing me. That's like my main complaint, <laughs> really. I've heard of joint aches and stuff, so I don't know. I know you, but you, you got the worst of it, at least between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, I, st- I still think I was on the uh, better end of like what everyone else has said, but um. Yeah, Saturday night, I'd pretty much think I had a fever at some point because I was shaking. Uh, I was cold, but my head felt a little warm, and I was like, oh, oh, God, here we go. Um, Had off and on headaches pretty much all weekend. That was that. Sunday, I was mainly just, I was super fatigued. I pretty much did not leave the couch. I did not want to leave the couch. I did not want to do anything, and that's exactly what I did was nothing. So, um... I guess it really just depends. You're not really going to know if you're going to get any side effects or not. But, yeah, I guess it's always better to be prepared than not be prepared. Yeah, it's, like, obviously it's anecdotal and all this stuff. I've heard different, like, a lot of, it seems like, like, with Moderna people, the mm-hmm. second shot is really the worst for them. Like, especially, like it's even worse for Pfizer. Like, it's worse than Pfizer. Like, Moderna's second shot is really what I've heard. It's what takes mm-hmm. you out. Obviously, um, Pfizer's are still bad, too, sometimes. But it's, like, I've seen the, like, heard the worst of it's coming from Moderna. Hmm. But I don't know. Obviously, it's anecdotal. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking. I've also seen where people were saying it affects women a little bit more than men. Like they get women get more side effects than men. I'm just like, oh fucking course, right? Yeah. So like I said, I men can't handle it, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I said, I felt fine for the most part. I even went down to the gym like the next day and did. I didn't do my usual workout. I still did it pretty late, and I didn't get on do any cardio or anything. I did cardio this morning, but yeah. So I still went down to the gym. Felt pretty much fine. Definitely felt hot, even though it was like. I think it was like what, like mid fifties, sixties. It was a really today. cool weekend, yeah. And the window was open and all that, and I felt warm in the gym anyway, so I was just like, I think we get hot anyway down there. So. Yeah, but the opposite opposite side of that is though, um, because it's been so cold, I've been like freezing too in the yeah. house, and that and shoulder she can yeah. uh, credit me. It's like I'm pretty yeah. much always running hot. I'm always like yeah. I always have the fan <laughs> on me and everything like that. Like me no, too. Matter, no matter how hot cold it is outside, I'm just I feel warm. But now I've been freezing this entire weekend, even the day I like. Basically working today, I had like a blanket wrapped around me all day, so maybe it is still affecting me. I don't really know. It's hard to tell because I don't. It. I don't know if you're really gonna tell what's actually still a side effect or you know what isn't. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait it out for two weeks and then see if you know everything's cleared up. But that that still might be something though. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. 
who knows really at the end of the day i'm just happy it's over with and if it's if vaccine's available in your country definitely recommend going and getting it if you can yeah if it is and if you can get it so yeah at least the good news it seems like at least in america it's like i think it's like around like 50 percent of the population at least has one dose so far which is a lot more than i expected the problem is though like well before everything they were saying like oh the to get herd immunity, you need like 60, 70%, something like that, or something like that, I think. But because of half the, a third of this fucking country's anti vaxxers because of Trump and just being idiots in general, idiots. but it's. It was too fast. We're never going to get fucking uh, we're not herd immunity. Me. Especially with fucking uh, Tucker Carlson being a fucking moron on Fox and people actually watch it's that Fox. fucking show. But um, Imagine watching Fox News. I will. You have zero brain cells. I do love that uh, one of these, like you know, the, the insurrection and in the January sixth. Oh, one of the God, one of one of no. one of the people's lawyers is trying to use Foxitis as their defense, saying like, "Oh, the guy got brainwashed by Fox News." So that's fucking. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, I think his defense is like, "Oh my God, my client lost his job or something." So basically, he was at home watching Fox News all the time and got brainwashed, and that's why he stormed the Capitol. Okay. All right. Sure. That's fuck it. Anyway. Okay. I didn't mean to get it derailed that much, but. Other than that, uh, other than they getting vaccinated, yeah, so I didn't do a whole lot. I'm so fucking behind the anime, man. Yeah. That's, that might be what I do after we're done recording. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I still got to do yoga because it's still like my off day, but I still want to do something. But definitely want to catch up in like Megalobox. And that's honestly, that's probably the one thing show I'm actually going to try and get caught back up on. Oh, like, I Shaman King. And yeah, other than that, not a lot of gaming. Still playing Genshin, fucking around with the housing system. I got a uh, got a dog finally in my uh, island, so I was, I was very excited for that when I got like the what, Tubby is the vendor. Yeah, Tubby. Yeah, I got Wait, Tubby on my island. Chubby. Uh, Chubby. Yeah. Yeah, Tubby is the one that you get stuff from. Chubby is the one you buy like random shit. Yeah. But either way, I got them on my island this past weekend, and I had the dog. I think it was a, a Shiba, so I was very it was happy. A Shiba, yes, I remember that. And I got a crane too, so getting all the animals on my island, hopefully. I had cats, but I didn't buy them. I was like, I'll get them later. I'm pretty much just sitting here waiting for the next uh, update. Or not update, but next thing so I can Character. get Eula. Already got a good set for her, so I'm excited, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, enough stalling. Let's talk about some news. There's actually a decent amount of it. Uh, let's start off with Western news. It's pretty much just mostly AEW, which is the big Man. news. Is Speaking of uh, vaccine rollout in America, Double <laughs> or Nothing is uh, set to take place in front of a full crowd capacity Jesus, oof, at uh, Daily's Place in Florida. So Florida, <laughs> it's fucking insane that they're doing this. Like I, I'm not surprised. Legit thought, like we talked about, I legit thought WWE was going to be the first one to do it, but I guess Tony was just like, "Fuck it, we're just going to go ahead and do that shit." So whatever. Well, it's like Florida's basically fully mask off. Like they're just not. They even, don't fucking. They don't, care. I don't think they have a mask mandate anymore or something like that. Yeah, it, or they're it, close it, to it. I know, I know their government don't, or fucking DeSantis doesn't yeah, want say, it. He doesn't give a fuck. Fucking. I hope he catches insane it. Person, okay, but, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> but yeah, either way, uh, that's gonna be fun. A full crowd. If you go, Godspeed. <laughs> I, I don't trust wrestling fans at all. I mean, at this point, I. just... I can't get mad about this shit opening up because it's just that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just yeah. As vaccine roll continues and we get a decent amount of the population vaccine, even though we're never going to get herd immunity because people are idiots. But it's pretty much we're going to start opening up the summer. God damn it! No, I don't want to go back to work. No. And I think by the fall we're probably going to be mostly back to normal, quote unquote normal. Quote unquote normal, my ass. So we'll see about that. But yeah, Tony's uh Fuck kicking it off early with this show fully capacity. What the thing is, uh, I think it was. Two weeks ago, there was like some fucking Two? Machine Gun Kelly concert yeah, that was in Dally's place. Yeah. 
that was full capacity and doesn't seem like anyone caught it there. So that we know of. That's pretty much I'm assuming what Tony's thinking. And then obviously, then following that, it was announced today that uh, basically live touring is going to continue starting in July in uh, Florida and then Austin and Dallas, I think. Yeah, Some, of course, Texas, where most people don't want to get it either, and uh, the people that got it, that that's pretty much it. I was gonna say it's another uh, state that's pretty much fully opened up, or might as well be. So. God. We'll see. But uh, other news, though, for AEW, um, we got Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida officially official for Double or Nothing. So, nice end to Shida's title reign, at least since it's going to be... It's 84 years. Yeah. And at least because it's a full crowd, uh, we'll, we'll get to Great. see it. Well, one Hikaru is actually going to be able to defend in front of fans, not, at least at one point during yeah, her yeah, fucking reign. <laughs> but yeah, Britt's going to win the title in front of fans, probably. So, that's good news for her, I guess. And then um, Kenny's going to defend at, at Double or Nothing 2. Versus the winner of uh, Pack versus Orange Cassidy, which is taking place this week on Dynamite. If this shit happens, I'm not watching this fucking company anymore. Just fucking know that. I don't even hate OC, but just fucking know. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> well, I was telling you when it announced, we announced, or like it got ha- announced when we watched the show, it's like, I kind of want Orange Cassidy to win just so Pack doesn't have to lose to Kenny. That's also true. But then I'm like, I don't know. I, mean, I just don't want him to lose to Orange Cassidy. <laughs> we already beat him at uh, Revolution or one of the fucking Oh, that's one true. Of the shows, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's probably gonna be his one back here anyway. Won't surprise me either way because like I know they want to do it in front of the crowd, but I'm just like because like okay. Orange Cassidy's a push commodity in AEW for the most part, and I think him and Kenny will probably have a decent match. I don't like watching Kenny, so <laughs> I think definitely Pack and Kenny will be a better. That's match. a better wrestling match. OC and Omega will be more of like everything else in her. I'm not saying OC's bad. He's actually a pretty decent wrestler, but it's just like... Yeah, Orange Cassidy's good, so I'm, I'm not going to complain either. I'm, I'm, I'll be fine Omega either way. Because does funny shit too, so... But this week, though, uh, we got Miro versus Darby Allin. Dar- Miro about to crush this dude in like 10 seconds and win if the TNT Miro title. If Miro doesn't win, I'm actually going to genuinely be surprised. I'll be very surprised. I'll be very surprised. Like, this honestly is where they should give him something. Like, I'm not even a big fan of what Miro's been doing in AEW, but... I'm I'm a bigger fan of him now that he's not he's dropped the fucking kip that's and true. he's on his own. He, that's true. I I'm, I'm, if I'll they give him benefit of the doubt yet because he's not with them anymore. Mm-hmm. So I've been enjoying the segments backstage, <laughs> but yeah, I'll be very surprised if Darby loses or wins this. Yeah. Because and obviously if he, we'll obviously if he, it, yeah. obviously if he loses, people are gonna be like, oh, he's buried now. What is what's AEW Everyone's doing? Shit like that. Buried when they I'm lose. Like, I'm surprised Darby held the belt as long as he has. Honestly. And they really just gave him all those title defenses because he was fucking around with Sting and all that yeah, for so long. Yeah, make up legit for it. Why? Yeah. And doesn't hurt Darby at all. Like he barely lost at all in AEW, mm-hmm. like especially in singles matches. This year, especially, like he's barely lost. I think I was uh, saw on Twitter that his last like pinfall was in a tag match was like him and Mox versus I was say, well, it was probably Cage and Star and Darby. No, no, uh, Brian Cage and uh, fucking Ricky Starks. I think that was like the last time he actually got pinned. That's so, what I thought. And that was yeah. last year sometime, so it's been a while. That was about mid-ish last year, I want to say. Something like that. I think. I can't remember. Not mid, but Either like, way, it's been a while, so Darby's fine if he gets pinned here. That's because he already has the out because uh, this week on Dynamite, him uh, fucking Scorpio and uh, probably talk about it, Ethan but... Page fucking killed him. <laughs> Of course, Which was weird. I don't get that That was just fucking funny because like safety police were coming out. Like, why Darby take this bump and all this shit? So that's not the only thing on this show. That was like safety police and all this oh, bullshit. God. Oh, we got to talk about this. Might as well talk about it now because I don't really have much else to say about the show. True. 
because honestly, like, the well, show honestly the, wasn't a whole lot on the show really. It's like it was all like a, dynamite last week. Is basically the first hour was all pre-tapes, which I'm was so weird sorry. to make the people that were in the crowd watch an hour long pre-tape. Yeah, but. No, like, uh, at least credit to Tony he came out before the show I was like oh yeah this is what we're gonna do so if you wanna refund you can sounds like like nobody did so that's good for the crowd and they pumped in like that like the live crowd's um, reactions to the, what they were watching on the TV into the episode and credit to the crowd like they were hyped the whole show it was weird I'm like I would, my ass would have been sitting there like what the fuck yeah and there wasn't a whole lot on that little I, hour block that was worth it really in my no, opinion there but, was uh, really nothing to be honest <laughs> And and then once that first hour was gone, it was like Kenny came out and cut some promo, and that's where they announced like pack and OC yeah, shit. That but stuff. that was like a terrible promo for that Kenny. That promo was horrible. It was so fucking meandering and shit. Like people were liking that shit. They were like, "Oh my god, the cleaner Kenny is back!" I was like, "If that's the fucking cleaner again, then holy fuck, I do not want it at all." And I think it took too long because everyone else was rushing after him. <laughs> like Samira yeah. came on, and he had to like rush through it. I think Shivani's like running down the all the announcements for this coming week. And he's like plowing through that as fast as anyone could because they're short on time. So yeah, I don't know. Someone took too much time talking. But yeah, might as well talk about blood and guts here. Uh, I didn't fully pay attention to it, so I can't give an actual take on it. But uh, from what I saw, it, it was fine. It's pretty much, pretty much it seemed like once Jericho got in, it went off the rails entirely. And I didn't care for it that much. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I do that fucking stare off, and like pretty much once Jericho got in, they did that fucking like team stare off thing from all the NXT War Games shit. So corny. I hate, that I hate that stuff so much. And fucking had Wardlow come out during commercial. Like, what the fuck? I know that's who we wanted to see, and then they're like, never mind. And uh, you know uh, the whole ending is controversial, or whatever. It's like I don't care. I th- that was kind of stupid. Who but... the fuck cares? The dude's like fifty. And, oh, my God, we could see the crash pad. Who fucking gives a shit? I literally didn't even notice it until I saw on Twitter people complaining about it. I, I could see it, and I didn't care, because that wasn't the point that we were supposed to be looking at. Like, What do you think? They're going to make him land through? He was just going to go through it and then hit concrete or something and die? And that I became mean, a whole thing about safety police. Oh, do you want him to die? Just like how the fucking explosion death match was entirely different thing. Which is way different. What? But... Yeah, it's just like, oh, you want these people to die for your entertainment kind of thing. And I'm like, not really. <laughs> but, I mean, it's fun. Some, some, some nice to watch. It. People fucking get hurt. Not hurt, but take stupid bumps like Darby going down the stairs. Like, sometimes that shit's fun. But, that shit was just funny. <laughs> but I was more annoyed with the ending as far as, like, the whole surrender thing. I wish I would have preferred Jericho just fucking, like, tapped out or something, honestly. I knew that shit was going to happen. And I was just like, ugh, why? Either that or... MJF just throw him off for that be the finish, but I don't know how that would really work. It's it was like surrender or tap out, so I don't know if just oh, yeah, throwing him one, off would have been the accounted. finish. So yeah, I don't know. Unless they threw him off, and then after that, Sammy was like, "No, we got to stop," so that Jericho can get medical attention or whatever bullshit. I don't know. I don't have that strong an opinion on it. Honestly, it was just a weak, kind of a weak episode. Honestly, I thought it was weak all around. Yeah, they but, got decent ratings, but it's like I I thought it was pretty weak. Uh, some of the stuff on this week means more interesting though. So we'll see, I guess. Uh, Mostly, I just want to see Miro and Darby, but I don't know. Oh, and Orange Cassidy and Pack—that'll probably that be really be good. Yeah. Their pay-per-view match is really good. But enough AEW news. Yes. Uh, MLW news. Uh, we got Dario Cueto finally making his appearance in MLW. He's the new—he's the El Jefe of Azteca Underground, and he's gonna make his plans known at the TV tapings in Philly this July. 
And apparently this was also the right the write off of Selena De La Renta because they basically was he? Oh uh, uh, yeah, basically. Is she the one that was kidnapped? Yeah, she was kidnapped and made it seem like she they were killing her off, like literally killing her. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, seemed to be going the direction also that Hammerstone's gonna have to like win the battle ride to face for two for the title and <laughs> probably win it. Sage. It seems like the battle ride's gonna take place in Philly. I don't know if they actually announced that. They haven't said like explicitly if they're actually still gonna be doing it in Philly. I hope so. Yeah, because like, that's what that it was supposed to be last me, year when yeah. we were gonna go. So that was when Dragon Gate guys were supposed to show up, and <laughs> then everything went to shit. Yeah, uh, and then also uh, Myron Reed defeated Leo Rush for the MLW middleweight title. I heard this one was better than their first one, so that's good news. I haven't gotten to check it out myself yet. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, Laredo Kid. Just has the cruiserweight title for AAA now, just because apparently he disagreed with the refs in the original title match. He said Leo tapped out during that match, so that's why he's the champ now, just because he disagreed with the refs. So he's champ again. That's it. That's that's our explanation of it. Um, I guess they had to come up with something, but yeah, I know. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. So give me my title back. Yeah. Oh well, they had a match in uh, AAW, I think, over the weekend, and I heard that was like fucking great. So. Like, it seems like, like, from what I, I think Lucha Blog specifically says, like, yeah, it sounds like they cared more in this, or they look like they cared more in this match compared to the MLW match. But, uh, that's it for Western news, uh, Japanese news, uh, kick off with the big one, uh, the state of emergency in Japan was extended until the end of May, and they added two new prefectures in Aichi, and I think it was Fukuoka, I don't know if that's a pre- prefecture or a town, I can't remember what, whatever prefecture Fukuoka is in, I know that was affected. Uh, a lot of stuff that was affected so far, like, uh, Go through the highlights here. Uh, New Japan's Tokyo Dome show and their Yokohama Stadium show has been postponed. Mm, New Japan. Uh, Noah's uh, May 15th Cork and Hall show will still have fans despite the state of emergency. And the Misawa Memorial show is also still scheduled to take place during the state of emergency. And it's going to have English commentary, so that's cool. Uh, Dragon Gate's King of Gate shows this coming weekend will still take place, but there will be no fans. At least the first day on... Uh, May 14th. I think the rest of it might be still fans. I forget. Uh, see, Seedlings, uh, May 12th show will still take place, but with no fans and the title match that was scheduled to take place will be postponed. Uh, Stardom schedule is just going to go on as planned, apparently. I don't know if it's going to be with fans or not, but they're at least going through with the shows, including the Cinderella tournament this weekend. Hanukamura's memorial show will still go on as planned, and it's also going to be airing on Fight TV, which is great. Yeah, awesome. They're going to have Ian Riccoboni from ROH, uh, I know Cheeseburger's a guest commentator. Yeah, he's a I forget kid. who the other person is. Uh, Fumi from Pacific Rim. Yes. Podcast. He was on the uh, Stardom yeah. um, New York show when they aired. Ah, okay. He okay. was the only English commentary I team for that. I just couldn't remember who the hell it was. I was like, I know there's three people, but yeah. And then uh, Gaiaism show, which was postponed <laughs> due to the state of emergency, will now take place on uh, January or not January, oh, on uh, June 13th. So hopefully, it doesn't get moved again because that'll be like the third time. Let's see. Uh, a new wrestling group called the New Dragon Order, featuring uh, Freedoms, Ice Ribbon, and Actress Girls, has been announced. I think the first big show is going to be at Yokohama Bunka, so definitely excited for that. Or Yokohama Budokan, not Bunka. Bunka's dead. <laughs> Let's see. That's really it for big Talking news. Talking about the COVID case. We'll talk about that at the end. Uh, Cyberfight news, really just DDT. Uh, we got the King of DDT 2021 participants. Uh, we got Junakiyama, Yuki Ueno, Chris Brooks. Harashima, Kanosuke Takashida, Tetsuya Endo, Akido, Kazutada Higuchi, Daisuke Sasaki, Mao, Yukio Sakaguchi, mm. Sama Takao, Makoto Oishi, Shuma Katsumata, Naomi Yoshimura, and Yuji Hino. Uh, pretty good feel, pretty much what you'd expect. 
There are two notable. There are two uh, notable uh, people say, missing from this. Where's Okada? Yeah, I was very. Sur- take out. Honestly, take out Akiyama. To be honest, I'm kind of surprised Akiyama. Like, I don't think he needs well, to be in this. They don't. They, a lot of the time, they do have the champions in, so I'm not that surprised. But if you're gonna take anyone out from this field, he'd probably be the guy I'd take out just to yeah. give. At least take out the champion Kano. and put Okada in. And another notable absent is fucking Saki Akai, fucking coward Takagi. Put her in. She needs to win this fucking tournament. That's why she's not in it, because Takagi's like, I know, I know she's going to win. I was going to say, Chris Beater, he, he's coward. I'm done. <laughs> Running uh, you over, man. But uh, my early pick for King of DT winner is going to be Yuji Hino. Huh? I think he's going to win King of oh, DT. Oh, why am I? Yeah. So just ignore me. Because mm-hmm. um, he seems like pretty obvious, and they love to have Damnation guys win this tournament, especially late these past few years, so... I definitely think it's his turn to do it. and I'm he, cool with it. Pretty much as soon as he came to the company, he was mentioning he wanted the title, like even when Endo had the title. So I think it's about time that you put that strap on him. If you're not going to have Takashita do it, I mean, Takashita might just be the one to beat Akiyama. wouldn't surprise me. But I don't know. Either way, I think Hino's going to win at least the tournament. I don't know if he's going to win the belt, but I, he's my yeah, he early knows, pick. Hino's a definite good choice. Um, I, want, I, want, I want Yoshimura to win just because he won't. But still, um, yeah, he he knows definitely a solid choice. Of course, you have your others like Takashita and shit like that, um, Endo, whatever. I think it depends on how long they want Akiyama to hold the belt too, because mm-hmm. like if Hino's gonna win, I don't know if they're gonna have him win the belt. Because I don't know how many shows they're gonna have between like, I guess like from Cyber Fight till when the hell is their next big show? Have they have they announced the date? I don't think so. Okay, so never mind. I don't know then. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But uh, yeah, either way, uh, looking forward to the tournament. Hopefully, Akado has a better uh, D- uh, King of DUT compared to DO. That's for sure. Yeah. A lot of people were saying, like, oh, because people obviously people are upset that Okada's not in it. I think a lot of people throw out Akido's name to throw him out of the tournament. And I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, I know he had a bad term. The la- his last term was kind of bad, but like, he's still like one of my favorite wrestlers in the company. Honestly, he's awesome when he wants to be. And I think him and. Um... Ueno have a good match, too, whenever they do that shit. That's the April 29th, I think? Yeah. Uh, so that's April. May 29th. Um, <laughs> it was like, we are uh, Got, got we fucking are COVID break going in your vaccine COVID brain, whatever. COVID 5G got to your head. But uh, also, obviously, people are going to throw out someone's name to get thrown out because no one likes him. Damn, shut up. I'm so mean. I, I kind of wish he wasn't. I would I would actually probably replace him, to be honest, But if, uh, uh, if Akiyama wasn't out. That's it for that. Uh, Old Japan news: We got the full card for the show this weekend. Looks pretty stacked, honestly. I'm very excited for the show. I'm not ex- excited that there's uh, not as many fans, I guess. Or, like we don't know the fan situation for this show. It's gonna be. They have not. They've said been pretty much anything, silent on it. Which is literally strange. the only like thing I've seen about the All Japan show and an award anytime like, lately is this morning the fucking Yoshitatsu video of him training in fucking tr- black trunks on the river doing fucking I kicks and shit. shit. I was like, what is happening? I don't know what that man is doing, but good on him. But uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal is with this. Maybe they're just going to stay quiet. A lot of, seems like every other promotion is just running as usual, except for New Japan, but they have another reason not to run shows mm. right now, but. Yeah, it seems like they're just going to run as they can. I guess follow the guidelines as best they can So run, which is definitely going to help that show, I think. It'll feel like the old Wrestle 1 and Award shows with how many people are in it, but uh, Ashino will feel right at home. But no, definitely very excited for the show. So let's uh, run through the list here. Um, we got Atsuki Yagi, Rising Haido, and Francesco Akira versus T Hawk, Al Lindemann, and my boy Issei Onizuka. 
We got a Jumbo Taruta Memorial Match. Masanobu Fuchi, Shiro, Koshinaka, Shinichi Nakano, Masahiko uh, Takasugi, Ryuji Hijikata versus the Great Kojika, Shinichi Nakano. Wait, why is that name on there twice? Whoever, fucked it, whoever wrote this down fucked it up, but somebody. Uh, Osamu Nishimura and Chikara. Shotaro Shino and Ryuki Honda versus Koji Doi and Kuma Rashi. Definitely very excited for that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Got uh, Jun Saito and Rei Saito's debut match. Uh, Saito Twins versus Daisuke Sakamoto and Yasufumi Nakanoe. Got the Road to the Royal Road Strong Style. Different My martial God. arts fight, the third. Yoshitatsu versus Yosuke Nishijima. Oh, Yoshitatsu also said he, this match he chose because it's revenge for when he was like 17 or something in a gym. And this guy came in to like do boxing sparring. But and, uh, Yoshitatsu asked to like spar with him. And he was re- refused. And Yoshitatsu claims it's because the guy was afraid of him. Oh my god. So that's why this match is happening. <laughs> uh, so you've got the Old Japan uh, TV six-man titles. Uh, Takao Mori, Black Metal Ray, and Carbell Ito defending against Tajiri Hokuto Mori and Yusuke Kodama. The All-Asia All Tag Team titles match. Uh, Zeus and Izanagi defending against Hikaru Sato and Dan Tamura. Old Japan Junior Heavyweight title. Shima versus defending against Koji Omoto. We got an Old Japan World Tag title match. Kento Miyahara and Yuma Aoyagi versus Shuji Ishikawa and Kohei Sato. And main event for the Triple Crown, Suwama defending against Jake Lee. So I'm very excited for basically all these t- title matches. Ooh, yeah, good show. I'm very excited to see the Saito twins debut, see what they got. Mm, Let same. them beat the one of them beat the uh, Nakanoe and win the Big Japan title. Shut up. <laughs> no, but uh, and then obviously I'm excited for my Wrestle One boys, Ashino and Honda facing off against Dwayne Kuma. Should be really Should've fun. Should just label that Wrestle One match. That's basically what it is. I mean, Legit. that's literally what it is. But uh, let's see. And then uh, lastly, we got some New Japan news. Uh, first off, uh, Night Two don't talk to don't talk. got changed due to two wrestlers suffering COVID symptoms. So, due to that, the junior title match between Yo and Desperado did not happen, and then a bunch of the rest of the card got changed. And since then, it's now been confirmed that seven others have tested positive, making the uh, number of not, total number to nine. Well, first it was two when... It was two. It was two, and then today, and then, they released that seven more people tested positive. Seems like they're all, like, asymptomatic or, like, mild symptoms. Mild, yeah. So, nothing too serious. Which is good. But, uh, probably a good thing they canceled all these shows, so they can... Yeah. One, it gives all the wrestlers time to... It gives them a break Gives them a again. break. Gives the guys with COVID a chance to recover. And also allows them to uh, keep their privacy if they want to keep their privacy. Yeah. And not let the world know that they're uh, test positive. Because, obviously, uh, if you notice people aren't off the card, uh, you're going to know who was affected by this. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, some of the names would probably, probably be a bit obvious so yeah and uh some of these people might have had big spots on these cards so yeah it's very definitely good for everyone involved just to take the time off and relax yeah. and whoever it was I definitely hope they um recover soon it's probably no fun but yeah yeah it seems like the uh next show really that they're gonna be back is dominion unless they're gonna do like some road twos before then but also really just depends on who tested positive who was around them ask quarantine and all that stuff yeah, i was so. gonna say probably yeah also depends if anyone else had been around those wrestlers so yeah it's just a just a mess but you got new japan strong to watch so oh, keep you going okay. <laughs> i heard that um that tag match was like nagata and uh i think it was nagata I mean, and, yeah, and narita and against mox and um, dickinson, dickinson yeah. heard that was pretty good so. so i mean oh anyway uh that's it for the news let's get into what's airing this week Got uh, DT aired live in Russell Universe May 9th and 10th. 
and continues on May 15th. That is their uh, first three nights of the Ultimate Tag League. Ice Ribbon, uh, April 24th, airs on Nico Pro, May 11th. Basara, April 20th, airs on Nico, May 12th. Big Japan, April 19th, airs on Nico, May 13th. Dragon Gate airs live on the Dragon Gate Network, May 14th, 15th, 16th. 14th is basically all uh, King of Gate matches. 15th and 16th, I think, has like two matches each, or three matches each, one from each block. Noah airs live on Abima May 15th, which is basically the return of Congo, so Woo! get hyped for that. Uh, Stardom has shows on the 14th, 15th, and 16th. Mm. We'll all be up on Stardom World eventually. The 14th is the Cork and Hall show, which is, a, I don't know if it's the end of Cinderella Tournament or just part of it, but either way, it has Cinderella Tournament matches, so if that interests you, check it out. And then Old Japan airs live on Old Japan TV April 16th, which is the show we just ran down earlier, so. Lots to choose from. Yeah, a lot of variety this week, <laughs> even though it's, like, not a whole lot of shows, or not a whole lot of promotions running. Yeah. But it's a lot of variety, and those promotions that are running, some of them are running a lot. But, uh, that's it. Go through the one wrestling roundup. Uh, not a whole lot, really. We already talked about basically all we had to say about AEW, and that was, like, the main thing we watched. Mm. You watched, um... At least you watched Soma and uh, Ueno. I don't remember anything. It was early. It was like seven. I don't remember anything from that shit. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Like we watched Impact, but I don't. I really don't remember much I about that. I don't remember that. like anything from it. Uh... I know they're doing like uh, number one contender matches for like whoever's gonna face Kenny. Like tur- fuck, who but- won those? Trey, Trey won, and I think Chris, was Chris Sabin's on this one. I Chris, think yeah, so. Sab- oh, Sabin versus Moose. I think. No, because Moose made... No, wait. Moose was on this week. It was Moose. Moose won his match. It was Moose versus Jake Storm. Not, or, fuck, not Jake Storm. Fuck. Whatever fucking Jake Saban. something? Wait. What are we talking? James Storm. James Storm. That's the name. That's who he beat. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I was like, what? I, I don't know who Saban faced. Saban faced... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't remember. Saban won, though, so... I think. He did. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, but God. other than that, it's like uh, Susan faced uh, Taylor Wildchick. Taylor looked good. Yeah, I wasn't really mad. <laughs> and then uh, ELP faced a jobber. <clears throat> I still don't know who that guy was. Like, I forget what his name was. They said it at some point, but like once, so I don't remember. Surprisingly, though, he pretty much cut out all the fucking nonsense he's been doing in New Japan. They kind of had a st- more straightforward match, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Wait, was Gallows and Finn... Or not Finn and Juice. Fuck. Juice. Was that that week, this week? Or was that last week? I think they all had like, some brawl or something. I don't know if it was like, an actual match. No, it was a singles match. Because, yeah, they did end up brawling. But, yeah. yeah. It was Juice versus Gallows. I don't remember anything from that. But I did lo- do love with the ZLP shit. They're basically putting him in like a number one contender match already. Like his yeah, first. For the X Division title. Yeah, that, I do remember. Yeah, it's like some six man scramble. Whoever wins gets the title shot. I'm gonna fucking die when Impact. If he all, like, base, all, I'm gonna kill him. Well, that too, I'm but fight. I'm fighting. I'm just gonna die when all of Impact titles are held by people not in the company. If he beats Josh, that's just embarrassing. Need to get to a Impact. Need to get a woman in here to be, win the Impact title too, or Impact Women's title. We can get a just Abaddon bring, in here to fucking win the Impact title or something. <laughs> just bring Tessa back forehead. Oh, no. Need, no, we need to bring a uh, fuck. What's her name? The librarian. Please she don't. can come win. Oh, the, God. She can no, come no, win no, the no, Impact no, Women's no, title. No. No. Okay, but that's really it for all the other stuff. So let's get into the main topics for the week and start off with uh, Tokyo Joshi's uh, and All Show with uh, Yes Wonderland 2021. We are still in the middle of our dreams from. Uh, I love their long ass titles. Fucking uh, May 4th. 
Overall, a uh, great show. Uh, like these Cork and all shows from uh, TJP always deliver, man. Yeah. Especially this year, like they're definitely up there for like one of my favorite promotions this year. Just. I I it's pretty easy to say that they're probably one of the best promotions this year so far. And this is just more the same from them. And uh, this show had uh, English commentary, which is what we watched. I think. I think that was the only choice. Oh yeah, but yeah, I think it was the only choice. On, At least uh, on um, Wrestle Universe. I didn't see it. I didn't see choice for Japanese, but I didn't check that hard. But that's all. I wonder if it was streaming on a Bima too, and that was the Japanese option. It could I'm have not been. Sure. But either way, I think they did a pretty good job. But I'll talk about a little bit of that during when I'm talk during the matches and stuff. But first match was uh, Palm Harajuku and Haruno Neko defeating Mahiro Kuryu and Moku Miyamoto in seven eighteen. Thought the match was fine. Not much else to say about it. But like I said, I did want to shout out the English commentary though on this one. I wasn't really into the match, but they did a good job of trying to get you into it, making it feel important, which I think they did it well the entire show. But I just wanted to mention it here because they really helped me keep like keep my attention to a match I normally would not have cared too much about, honestly. Pretty but much, yeah. <laughs> but no, they, yeah, they were pretty great all, all around. It was like Mark Pickering and Chris Brooks. I think that was just that, them too. I don't no, know if it was the third. No, someone else. It was like it was. So the, it was the name no same yeah. no crew. It was I the remember. same no crew just with Chris. I couldn't remember if the other guy was on it or not, but I knew mm. Mark was. But yeah, they did a good job. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, um, it was your pretty standard opening match for Tokyo Joshi. So entertaining enough, but like you said, I definitely think um the commentary did a great job throughout the entire show of giving you information and stuff to keep you, you know or try to keep you fully engrossed, I guess, in the match. So they definitely did their job. Yeah, and it's like I know everyone writes off Tokyo Joshi, not everyone, but a lot of people write off Tokyo Joshi as like comedy promotion and not like serious fights or anything, but so, just the commentary style though made it feel like real fights. Like they did yeah. really well in that aspect, I think. Made you made it feel more serious than what a lot of people think Tokyo Joshi is. Mm-hmm. The uh, next match, uh, Hyper Masao, Naruka Tenma and Yukiano defeated Nao Kakuda, Marika Kobashi and Raku in 1007. Uh started off the match with some comedy spots, but uh, once I got out of the, that out of the way, it's a pretty straightforward match. I know carried the load for her team for a good portion of the early match, which, as a fan of hers, I was very, much, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, Raku was awesome in this too. Hit this like really cool looking move on Masao. Like it looked like she was like going for a Manjigatame, but instead like she like sat on Masao's back and then turned it into a sunset flip. That was a really cool move. And uh, yeah, overall, just another solid match, really. Yeah, I was gonna say it was pretty much fun enough for me. Like you said, kind of started off more comedy-ish, which is fine. It's, it's I was going to say, it's Masao. There's going to be some kind of comedy. Um, but still, I enjoyed it. Even once they got to more of the wrestling portion, I thought everybody worked well together. So no complaints there. Just another fun standard Tokyo Joshi tag. We got the uh, Yuki Arai debut match. Maki Ito and Arisu Endo defeated Miyu Watanabe and Yuki Arai from 13-12. And I did love how in this match everyone had a history of be- with being an idol. Which I said that, and then immediately after I said that, Chris said it on commentary, and I was like, "Bitch!" That was so weird. I was like, "That's my fucking line, man. Steal my shit." But no, I, I really did like that. It was like nice choice of people here for her debut. Mm. I think Maki was really trying to take advantage of this opportunity to beat up an idol because she was being really mean to her like the entire she match. Was. It was so great, and Arisu was even joining in too, which is felt great. I can't say I've been watching like every Tokyo Joshi show, but Arisu looks like she's really been improving since her debut. I thought she looked really good here. I'm going to be interested to see how much Arai actually, like, wrestles in TJP. But uh, she looked well enough in her debut. She's at least going to wrestle on the um, Cyber Fight show, yeah. which they announced at some point in the show. It's basically the entire Everyone. roster. So I don't know why they just said that, but they ran through the entire roster. Yeah, so but, don't be surprised. Yeah, that'll be a rumble. 
But uh, I really think Maki upstage, like, just about everyone in this match, honestly. Like, she was by far the star of the match. And uh, she, like, talked shit on Arai after the match. But she did tell her goodbye, and basically saying, like, you're the idol, Yuki Arai is done. You need to focus on the wrestler, Yuki Arai. And basically, like, giving her encouragement while also talking shit on her and basically saying why she beat her. But uh, Miyu was, like, barely involved in the match at all, it though. Was very weird. Like, that was, like, kind of the weird thing about the match. Yeah. Like, when she was in, she, like, hit her good spot. She hit the fucking swing and shit. And, like, she oh, was, that was sick. Yeah, she she was good job. when she was in, but it's just, like, yeah, it was basically uh, Yuki Arai getting basically worked over by Endo and uh, Ido, so. It worked, though. I was definitely enjoyed this match a lot, and just cool seeing a bunch of idols wrestle, I guess. I was going to say, easy to point out, um, you know, that everyone involved was, you know, pretty much an idol or had some kind of history with that shit. Um, also loved Yuki's gear. It was definitely very idol-like, almost like she straight up took it from, like, some idol performance. Like, I thought it was super cute. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure she just, like, took one of her idol outfits and, and wore kinda that. kind of switched <laughs> some stuff up, yeah, but still, it was really cute. I really enjoyed it. Um... I definitely agree. I thought um, Arisu looked really good. Like, she's really improved. We haven't watched, obviously, every single Tokyo Joshi show that's been going on. But um, even from, like, the bigger shows that we've watched, she's definitely stepped it up. Maki, Maki over the years has gotten great. Like, she's obviously been such a star, just charisma alone. But her wrestling has really, really improved. And it's it's honestly just great to see them all just look really good. I guess I could talk about uh, <laughs> Yuki, because it is her debut match. Definitely thought she did good for her debut. You know, obviously, still work, but she did good. And like you said, Miyu just kind of was just there. But, I mean, she did whatever she did good, so I guess no complaints. It was just fun all around. Speaking of Maki improving, though, can we stop the narr- narrative that she gotten better since she... Went to AEW and came back. Oh, God, no. She I've seen that. improved way before she went like, there. I know a lot of people that say that don't watch shit all the time. But I've seen that a lot. Not a lot, that but fair team? enough. That's like, basically, she's been getting really good since she came back from AEW. And I'm like, no. she worked fucking two matches there. I was going to say, how did she get better in two matches? And, like, she had the fucking Yam- uh, me, or Yamashita match, I think, in January. That was, like, and one of her best incredible. matches, honestly. So, yeah. I'm like, she's been getting very good for a long time now. It's not just since... She went to fucking Florida and that wrestled two matches. Like it was, it's the Florida air. It made her better. Whatever, dude. And the fucking one of those matches was fucking awful. So. Was <laughs> the fu- it the tag match? The that tag, tag match was mm. dog shit. But not her fault. Either. Yeah, it wasn't. It was it was dull mess anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, next match was a number one contender match for the Tokyo Princess of Princess titles three way match. Yuka Sakazaki defeated Mizuki and Shoko Nakajima in eleven of five. Match was a lot of fun because. Like, the whole first part of the match was then, like, forming alliances, breaking them up, and then yeah. forming new ones repeatedly. <laughs> I think you had just about every combination of these three teaming up at least once in the beginning of the match. Smart. They did really well to keep all three involved nearly the entire match. There wasn't really any moment that, like, none of them, like, one Someone of them was, was like, laying out. Outside, yeah. Obviously, it's at a couple times, but it wasn't they as often. They were out there for, like, five minutes. Which is basically what happened the most fucking triple threats and four ways and shit like that. And, uh... Whatever it was, just one-on-one, it was, like, excellent stuff because just, mm. like, any combination of these three is great. as a great singles match in its own right. Yuka was pretty dominant throughout the match and, like, ended up stealing the win in the end in a very smooth final sequence from all three. I still think Mizuki winning would have been the most interesting choice to win here because, as I said, when we were talked about it, when we talked about the card a few episodes ago, but uh, given who wins the main event of the show, I'm totally fine with Yuka winning here because yeah. it's going to be a hell of a match and... I, I only really wanted Mizuki to win the title or win this match if she was going to win the title, but 
I don't think she's going to win the title. She would have won the title if she won this match now. Yeah. I don't think Yuka's going to win the title, but either way, very good match and just fun throughout. Just pretty much what I expected, honestly. Yeah. I was going to say, um, when I saw the outcome of, I guess, just everything, I really wasn't surprised with the winner here because it makes sense given history and stuff. So there's that. You pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything. It was just a very good match. But like you kind of said, too, I fully expected that coming in, just given the participants in it. So definitely enjoyable match. Uh, next match was for the Tokyo International Princess title. Hikari Noah defeated Yuki Kamafuku in 1125. And my girl fucking won it. She's the best up-up so girl. Hype, she fucking won a title before anyone else in the up-up girls. Best girl. She wins. All you Raku fans can fucking be sad. Okay, I'm joking, but uh, (laughs) let's say perfect booking here. uh, Running back, what? Never mind. No, I was like, you had tag belt, but that doesn't count. count. It's not singles. Singles, all that matters in wrestling. Okay. But no, like I said, perfect booking here. Running back the finals for the vacated title from last year, but this time Akari was able to show some growth, shed her alliance on her past tag partners, who like after both of them left the company, obviously for different reasons, but. Now she's able to focus on singles and get revenge on Kamiyu. Kamiyu made her earn, earn it, though, that's for sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> like, she continued the theme of bullying her opponents in all her title matches. Hikari tried to use her newly found hardcore experience for her advantage, bringing out chairs. But Kamiyu just, like, used them against her, slamming her onto them, unfolding one, just sitting on top of her, and then, like, started dropping chairs down on top of her from inside the ring. That was fucking great. Uh, once back in the ring, it was very back and forth. Much better than the title mat- title tournament finals, but obviously not as good as... Uh, Hikari and Yamashita from the previous Corgan Hall show, or Kamiyu and Mayumi, which I think is Kamiyu's best defense of her reign. As happy as I am to see, as I said, the best up-up girl win the title, I am sad to see Kamiyu's title reign end. Like, her reign kicked ass, and the matches felt different than, like, anything else on the card. It really helped elevate her into someone I could realistic- realistically see holding the top belt one day, which isn't something I would have said about her before this reign happened. Mm. But I do think we'll continue the theme of, like, the international title having different matches than anything anything else on the card now that Akari's champ because we could see a lot more uh hardcore title defenses potentially and hopefully this belt can elevate her like it did Kamiyu but for everything involved I thought this was a great match and this sad but great end to Kamiyu's reign I should say (laughs) kind of how you felt when you watched the uh the tournament match kind of sad but you were happy at the same time yeah except it's obvious obvious fucking reverse this time since i'm happy that hikari won yeah i was gonna say happy yeah. that kami you won but or sad hikari lost or you know same thing you go okay uh all right there blabbermouth but <laughs> yeah definitely thought it was a great match overall was very excited to see that hikari won um she's definitely gonna bring another different flavor to his belt so that's really awesome i this this title has been really great for um for tokyo joshi even though you know for a little bit Thunder Rosa had it and couldn't really do anything, which sucked. I do hope she can come back and um, do some stuff with them later down the line. Yeah, I definitely think it's a, kind of a blessing in disguise that they yeah. kind of have this belt back for their own girls rather than just giving it to whatever foreigner they want to give it to. Yeah, thank God. Well, I mean, Thunder's the only one that had it, but either way, like, it's, I think it's nice to have an, like, an undercard belt where like people actually on the roster can fight for it now. Yeah, because before it's like, oh, you're kind of really fighting for nothing, I guess. Not nothing, but yeah. I don't, but, think, um, I, don't think, I don't think Kami would be in like the position she's at now if it wasn't this. for being able to have this belt. Mm-mm. Honestly, and that sucks because she was a fantastic champion and 
had been she had been improving even before like the tournament a little bit but like the tournament for this title was where she really came out and then you know all of her title defenses were really good and so um yeah, it just sucks that her reign's over but i have a feeling we'll see her with the belt sometime again or maybe maybe a different belt you know you never know but um yeah i'm just excited that hikari won and enjoyed the match overall uh, that that belt looks fucking huge on her too. I gotta I say mean, that. It's so big. She's so tiny. <laughs> Doesn't help you had fucking Kami use a fucking giant compared to the rest of the girls with the belt before, say, but she's fucking huge compared to them. But uh, next match was uh for the tag team titles, uh, Tokyo Princess tag team titles, uh, Niyubi Shikigun, Saki Sama, and May Saint Michelle defeated Mariah Mayumi and Suzume in eighteen twenty nine. I was very surprised that this was like the longest match of the show. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have penciled that in going in. But you really don't didn't really feel the length at all. Ten minute call rang out, and I was like shocked at it because it only felt like five. Honestly, uh, plenty of Nibushiki uh, gun antics. Suzume was a major part of the first portion of the match, pretty much throughout, really. Mm. And she was just incredible compared to what she was when she debuted. Like, yeah, a lot she better, dude. Been fucking, she was fucking great in this match. Like less than two years into her career, and I can't wait to see what she looks like in the future. Uh, Saki Summon Rai, shit in the middle was great stuff. I think May was more worried about character work than in-ring for most of the match. Mm. Like, not that I'm complaining or anything, because it was great, and it was honestly what I expected. It's not like her in-ring is shit, obviously, because she's, she's fucking, great. she's great too, but it's like more of, she's just here to be fun for the most part, and it was a nice dynamic to add to the match while the rest of them carried the workload, and uh, she kind of made up for the silliness at the end when she, when she just fucking killed Susan May to win the match. That finish was fucking sick. That finish was great. And yeah, I wouldn't call it a great match, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I definitely enjoyed it. I was going to say, this was probably the surprise uh, match of the night, I guess. Because uh, I definitely thought this was, like, B-Star's best performance, especially from Suzume. She was just really, really good. Like I said, it's just been so crazy to see how much everyone has just stepped up in the promotion. It's It's been really cool, especially someone as young as Suzume. Like, like you said, less than two years in her career, and she had a performance this good. Like, that's extremely promising um overall thought the match was good yeah it didn't get to great levels but definitely entertaining enough you knew what to expect it's neo bashiki goon of course it's going to be a lot of their antics but uh i enjoy their antics so that's all that matters in the end and the main event for the tokyo princess princess title maybe yamashita defeated rika tatsumi and 15 of six and i did not write anything about this apparently i don't know why but uh, overall thoughts, though, I guess, uh, off, the, off the top of my head. Um, yeah, that was fucking great. Uh, probably Rika's best match of her, def- her title reign. I'm pretty much between this and the uh, Maki match. It's probably like, two of my favorites. Mm. But if I was doing Star Rating bullshit, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go the same, like roughly the same. Yeah. This might be a slightly uh, better, but... I think I went slightly higher on this. Not by much, But though. either way, like this is fucking great. Um, Miu's fucking... Miu's kicks are like always the best, man, and... Rika fucking died. It's like, she like, fucking I, died, like, dude. I think Akari's sell of it was just a little better, but yeah. this was still like just just as good, just about like. I'm again. I'm very sad. Uh, Rika's defense or title sad reigns happy. ending. Because I definitely think her uh, reign had some good more juice left in it, and I was enjoying it. I definitely enjoyed um, fucking uh, Kamiyu's reign a little bit more, mm-hmm. but they, they were like, kind of two different reigns more than because I mean they're two different belts, so. <laughs> Yeah, I get what you're saying, though. But no, I definitely think she has more juice in it. I would have liked to see um, her defend at Cyberfest, or at least 
get a defense there, but I guess it makes more sense to put it on the ace and have her be the one to walk out with the belt at the your biggest show of the year. So makes can't sense be surprised. Have, like, yeah, two two of your longest tenured, I guess, at Tokyo Joshi to be the ones at Cyber Cyberfest, I guess. But yeah, I wish I had more to say about this match because it was fucking awesome. But I just for some reason I didn't write anything down on it. <laughs> I pretty I didn't really take that much either, just because I was trying to be more into it than write shit down. But uh, yeah, definitely fantastic match. Um, deserves all the praise it got. Just so many hip attacks, so many kicks, so many kicks hip attacks, and uh. They didn't slow down Kicks for like a, a minute, man. Like they really didn't. Like it was like a full fifteen minute sprint for the most part. Yeah, like, I, I like legit. This is like more of a fifteen minute sprint. This is more of what I like. So that's why I liked it so much. They never, yeah, they didn't take their foot off the pedal the entire time. Yeah, I don't need like fucking like fifteen twenty minutes of boring shit, and then suddenly yeah. you decide to do cool stuff. Like I definitely enjoyed this more, where you just full on full blast doing shit stay entertaining the entire match rather yeah. than i don't need the filler of you know where they do headlocks for like five minutes and then it's like oh, okay so they did exactly what they needed to do um it definitely sad that rika's reign is over but again i'm happy for me you because it's been what like three years since she's been champ has it really been that long i think so because rika Wait. rika yuka two who did yuka i think yuka beat me for yeah. the title Wait, because Miu had the title when we saw them live. Yeah, in 2019, so... It might be two. Yeah, like two years. Two, three, same thing. She lost it at fucking uh, Ultimate Party, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been, it's been a while, though. Either way, yeah, it's been a while since It's been a while, been a while, while for Miu, to be so. honest, so yeah. But that's because you got, like, a 2,000-year reign. Right I mean, which I'm not complaining, because it was pretty good, so... But... I digress. Very excited for Miyu and Yuka at Cyberfest. Should be a fantastic match. Um, just, yeah. But this match ruled. So that's all you need to know. Another good uh, Korakun show from Tokyo Joshi. Here's a thought. Who do you think uh, beats Miyu for the title eventually? Beats, I want to see, see Mizuki do it, but I don't know who they want right now possibly because i don't know how long they want her to make her reign my thing is i think maki's gonna do it i think she's finally gonna be she's finally that's gonna win another the title. person yeah because i'm like they have you know their whole little well it's like when uh maki faced rika for the title like like a month ago people were saying like oh maybe she'll do it now like no i think it's gonna mean more for maki if she beats miu for the title honestly, so because like, miu's they since like why not and they have a thing together they've been feuding yeah. like maki just can't beat her ever yeah so, so it'd be nice for yeah, that'd be nice. Like, if I if I was gonna finally have Maki win the title, I, I would have her beat Miu to do it. So that's my plan. Hopefully, that's what they go through because that would be really cool. I'd like to see that. While we're talking about that, though, uh, who do you think is gonna beat Hikari? That's the thing with this belt. I don't know. I will say I don't think it's gonna be foreigner because way the way Japan's vaccine rollout and all that shit's yeah, happening, not happening, they're not gonna I'm have sorry. they're not gonna be no foreigners and japan until like next year at least for tokyo joshi at least yeah. they're not fucking new japan they can just fly in over they want yeah pretty much so because if it was foreigners i'd say thunder rosa could come back over and oh, winter bell that would make sense that's okay. but okay. i don't think it's gonna happen obviously because i don't think thunder's getting into the country and she thinks she's a little busy with other companies she's, right now, she's but. a little busy she's a busy lady up up, up, up. 
I gotta say, after all I'm saying, I, after all, after Mania. after all the shit I was talking, I think Raku or Miyu should beat Hikari yeah, for the title. I was actually just thinking that after you uh, asked the question, I was like, hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine with either one of them, to be honest. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be down either way. I'm fine either way, cause either one of them would be great. I would prefer Miyu. I'd say Miyu. But I think Miyu's a better tag wrestler, honestly. I really enjoyed her as a, as a, as a yeah. kid, partnering up with someone. She's not bad as a singles person, obviously, but I think she's she someone I enjoy more. more. Fun, yeah, I get that too. So maybe Raku. I think Raku would probably benefit more from it a little bit. Oh, for sure. Raku has nothing yet. Thing her hat on was, was really unfortunate. She has the trains. She has the trains. <laughs> <what she's got. laughs> Which is great in its own right, too. But I'm just like, yeah, she doesn't really have much besides like of Girls and Tokyo Joshi. So it's kind of like. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if she dethroned her. But who knows? Like, you just have with this belt, it could be just about anybody, I was honestly. Say, like, and I'm not going <laughs> to guess about the tag titles because, again, don't it could ever, be anybody. Yeah, I was like, don't ever guess on that because who fucking knows. But yeah, that is it for Toki Joshi. As we said from the jump, this was a very enjoyable show to watch. So if you're into Toki Joshi or Joshi in general, I definitely recommend checking it out. And as I said, Hikari is the best up up girl. There's proof now. But <laughs> all right. Enough joking aside, enough joking around. Uh, let's get into the final show we're going to talk about. Joking? Not really, but. Yes. <laughs> okay, anyway, enough Tokyo Joshi. Let's talk about our last show, uh, Dragon Gate's Dead or Alive 2021 from uh, May 5th. Overall thoughts on the show. It was uh, very underwhelming, which seems to be like the general consensus yeah, about the show. Which sucks. Yeah, it definitely really sucks. It's not. Definitely nothing bad. Like, it's just. If you're not a Dragon Gate fan, this is definitely uh, safely a show you can skip, I think. Yeah. If you're a Dragon Gate fan, I think you'll enjoy it. It's definitely fun. You have there's good moments throughout. It's just like I don't think there's anything like high end that's gonna be like if you're not a Dragon Gate fan and you're like just looking for matches that are like oh this is fucking great go check it out even if just as a fly in fan this is not the show for you. I don't think you're gonna see anything from that. But mm-hmm. as I said, if you're a Dragon Gate fan, uh, you'll you'll get something out of it. I enjoyed it still even if it wasn't great or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, first match was a dark match. Uh, Funky Jackie Kame versus Yosuke Santa Maria. Ended without a winner at a five five minute time limit draw. Wasn't on the broadcast because they dark never. Dark match. Sometimes they show dark matches, sometimes they don't. Uh, seems like the running theory is they're trying to let uh, Kame figure out his gimmick off camera before they let him oh go. Oh my god. Because <laughs> this would have been his debut of the gimmick, I think. Damn pretty me. much. So we'll see, I guess. First uh, official match was uh, Ben K, Bokdomo Dragon, and Ho Ho Loon defeating R.E.D., Diamante, Hyo, and Dia Inferno in 722. And man, I was so fucking mad when Bokutomo came out still wearing his mask. Man, fucker, you lost the mask. Take that shit off. If I was Diamante, I'd be pissed off at him. Like, But at least uh, he did take it off pretty early in the match, so it was normal. But I'm like, just don't fucking wear it, motherfucker. Like, why are you doing this? I guess it's because you can't keep the Bokutomo dragon without the ma- gimmick without the mask. Yeah. Kind of defeats the purpose, I guess. But just change your gimmick. And uh, anyway, it was a fine enough opener. It was really awesome seeing uh, Big Ben team up again. If Bokutomo is going to drop the gimmick now that he lost the mask, which I hope he will, put him in high end and bring back Big Ben as a tag team and liven, liven up that faction a little bit because they ain't got much going for him right now, unfortunately. Uh, end of the match was really cool with Hyo like, going for a bunch of roll-up uh, roll pin attempts until Bokutomo just like threw him up in the air, like fell out of the way to dodge Ben while Ben speared Hyo and got the win. Fucking sick finish. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much like the highlight of the match. It's nothing really need to go anywhere to see, but... Just cool to see Big Ben working together again. I was gonna say I don't think it was like anything super standout ish or anything, but definitely fun enough to I guess quote unquote open the show for us since we didn't see a dark match, but um yeah, the whole whole thing with Boca Timo was just like 
dude, why the fuck did you come out here with the mask on? Like, but like you said, he did take it off pretty early, so you just kind of forgot that he actually wore it out there. But yeah, that finish, that finishing sequence was fucking, was fucking dope. I love that. Um, definitely hope that they figure something out, I guess, for these guys in high end, because I'm kind of like, uh, all right, well. I mean, not everyone in high-end, because you got fucking Okuda's champ, but at least Big Ben, or not Big Ben, fuck. Sorry, See? I kept saying Big Ben. See? That, that, and now my head is like, oh, it's Big Ben. Well, that, at least I actually just find something for all of them. There you go. Anyway. Well, was because Big Ben was the tag team <laughs> know, of Big R and Ben. My brain fucking, heard Ben, and I was like, fuck. Man, please bring that tag team back. That was like, my, like when I first started watching Dragon Gate, they were, I think they were the tag champs at the time, and mm-hmm. they were fucking sick. I love that, man. And... They were working really well together, even after it's been like month, like maybe over a year, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was over a year. Cause fucking Bo- or Big R lost the uh, fucking Dead or Alive cage match last year, and also Big and also Ben's been out of RED for fucking ever now. But anyway, next match was Ultimate Dragon Don Fuji and defeating Kono Mama Ichikawa and Mondai Ryu in 4:30, and it was short, mostly a comedy match. Didn't really land with me that much, and I will say I dug uh, Ultimo's gear a lot. It looked really mm-hmm. s- sick, but his gear is usually pretty fucking awesome because it's Ultimo Dragon. Fucking just sick gimmick anyway, but yeah, there's not much to say about this one. Yeah, I was going to say, Ultimo's gear was like super fucking slick. Uh, it's shiny black with like some dark green, I guess like outer lines or whatever you want to call it, but yeah, it would look really fucking good. Um, yeah, sub five-minute match, comedy yeah, it didn't do anything for me either, really. Uh, next match was for the Open the Brave Gate title. Keisuke Okuda defeated UT in 1131. Okuda had like a live performance of his entrance, so that was pretty cool. Uh, didn't expect this to be a leg match or for yeah. UT to be the one in control for most of it, but uh, here we are. Okuda being defined, like repeatedly slapping UT while in the leg hold was great. And then him like being a dumb jock and just like still kicking, the injur- kicking him with the injured leg. Well, it's exactly what I expected from him in this scenario. But, and at least he sold the leg after each keg, at least at the beginning he did. But I can see why others might not like that because, like, by the end of it, with, like, how much he kept using his legs in his offense, it almost made it seem like UT's offense is basically pointless on the leg. But uh, I didn't really mind it that much personally. Overall, I thought it was a good match, but I definitely had higher expectations going in, and they didn't really live up to them. Like, I don't know. I think they could have... I don't know. It's not the match structure i would have went for between these two i think it would have mm, uh, yeah i agree yeah it's, it was a w- weirdly structured match I, like ut didn't really have a whole lot of like high flying offense or anything like that <laughs> which is what i kind of expected going in i didn't expect him to like basically do leg work the entire time i don't think that was to his strength like it was, strength, yeah. it, was, it, was fine. It, was, it was fine yeah it's just like i definitely expected a different style you, of match yeah, here yeah. i was gonna say um i thought it was a good match too but just kind of like what we were just saying it was definitely a oddly structured match and not really what i expected going in um yeah the legwork was a little <laughs> it was a little off-putting i was like mm. i'm not always expecting like super high flying or whatever action but just a bit weird um yeah the selling selling didn't bug me that much but i can see why people didn't start to not care about it near the end and stuff but i mean still overall it's pretty decently wrestled match so it's not like the end of the world or anything but definitely um expected a bit more uh next match is a special eight-man tag masato yoshino naruki doi 
Ada and BB Hulk defeated Ryo Saito, Kagatora, Yasushi Kanda, and Kota Minora in 1156. I liked how Doi and Yoshino basically just like raided R.E.D.'s costume closet before the match to just get everything. They had like fucking Kaito's little briefcase that and was fucking so cute. what was it? Uh, he had a bat. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a uh, Hyo's bat. I think Hyo's yeah, bat. Yeah, I think it was. But Yoshino was like wearing uh, Hulk's uh, ring jacket. Ada or Doi was wearing Ada's Dude, jacket. Yeah. Even though fucking Yoshino was still wearing blue gear. Fucking, I was like, hello, dork. Fucking messed up the fucking messed homework up. assignment, my guy. Oh, but he had red bands. So I made up for it, I guess. made it count. They both had red bands. I was like, okay, all right. Not enough red. Man, Doi was looking slick in the red. He needs to fucking join. <laughs> right? But, uh... First part of the match was pretty much just Doi and Yoshino cosplaying as R.E.D. members and, like, looking like they were having a lot of fun doing so. That said, uh, teaming up... That said, uh... Even though they were teaming up, uh, Hulk was being a dick to them, set like setting up a tag move with Doi at one point, and then it's like leaving and leaving the ring instead of hitting it. And then uh, the finish was great with R.E.D. like turning on Yoshino and like attacking him, and then setting Minoru on top of him, letting the other team win. And I just remembered, I even thought about this. I fucked up the result because I said the fucking R.E.D. God team won because fucking Wrestling Data fucked it up, and I copied it from them. And I even thought about it while watching the match. I was like, fuck, wait, this is the wrong result. But yeah, it was fucking Ryo Saito, uh, Kagator, and Konda, and Minora that won, yeah, obviously. Say it's not the R.E.D. side. But uh, a lot of good stuff in this one, but I think you're if you're watching this, you're more here for like the novelty of these guys Pretty teaming much. up together, rather than coming to see some like in-ring masterpiece. I'd definitely check it out if you're a Dragon Gate fan. Yeah, I definitely thought um, Doi and Yoshino looked really good in the red, so if they ever wanted to join R.E.D., you know, it's... Always a possibility, I guess, but, uh... <laughs> I'm waiting for Doi to turn heel again. I'm really excited for Me that. too! I was like, oh my god, they look so good in red. This is ridiculous. But, um, other than that, yeah, you had your R.E.D. antics. Of course, of course, Mummy and B.B. just had to be a dick to them, but... In the end, I guess Ada turned out to be a dick to them, too. That finish was great. I, I love that shit. I kind of expected it, but still, it's it still really fucking good stuff. Um... Entering itself was still pretty fun, so I think this is one of the matches I enjoyed a little bit more on the card, which is weird, I guess. I don't know. I, I still, I like this one. Let's uh, see. Next match was for the Open the Twin Gate titles. R.E.D., Kaito Ishida, and Kazuma Sakamoto, WWE's Kazuma Sakamoto, defeated yeah. uh, Masaki Mijizuki and Takashi Yoshida to win the titles in uh, 10-22. Kind of hard to get into this one, honestly, watching it. Like, it wasn't bad or anything, but like the most interesting thing in the match to me was just Kaito being a dickhead. Like, the rest is kind of just there. But uh, Kaito got a belt again. Kazuma stays winning here, and just what I like to see. And this is Yoshino Mochi. Like, this Yoshino. Not Yoshino. Oh, wait, why don't I fucking write Yoshino? Uh, fucking Yoshida and Mochi uh, Yoshino team brain, didn't overstay their welcome. Know, huh? I think it's a fucking autocorrect on my iPad. Fucked it up, probably. They went from Yoshino. Okay. It's, it's learning how okay, I type, because yeah. I've only had this thing Yoshida, for like a couple Yoshino, weeks. But yeah. yeah, either way, yeah. The Yoshino and Mochi team didn't really... Uh, why did I say it again? Fuck. Yoshida and Mochi, their <laughs> team didn't really overstay the welcome. I'm happy it's, like, ending here. But, uh, yeah, overall, uh, not the best match, really. Um, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I definitely think Kaito's dickhead antics were probably one of the best portions of the match. But, again, I'm just happy that he had the title again, so that makes me really happy. Um, Definitely curious to see what goes down next for them, I guess. Definitely curious to see where Yoshida goes. I don't know if they want to keep Yoshida and Moshi as a team or anything. It really sucks because I really think Yoshida found his um, footing here. Like, 
I don't know. He had a really hot tag at some point in the match, so that was really cool to see. I don't know what they want to do. Um, but yeah, overall match was match was fun. Uh, next match was the for the Open the Triangle Gate titles. Uh, Masquerade, uh, Jason Lee, La Estrella, and Dragon Daya defeated Natural Vibes, KZ, Genki Horiguchi, and Susumu Yokosuka in 13-17. I thought it was decent, but pretty, like, overall pretty underwhelming match. Estrella is, like, a fearless wrestler and tries, like, a lot of stuff, but unfortunately this is, like, one of the times it didn't work for him a few times in the match, yeah. including in this one dive where uh, he went to do the dive and, like, caught on the ropes and just fell inside the ring. But he, he got back up and tried it again, which... I kind of don't like when wrestlers, like, fuck up a move and then, like, immediately, like, go to do it again instead of, like, trying to improvise a little bit. But I guess in that spot it was fine, but I don't know. It's That kind of portions of the match kind of bothered me a little bit. But uh, even with out uh, Estrella's uh, mess steps during the match, there wasn't a whole lot in this one that I did love or that I did enjoy that much. I did love, like, uh, Dragon Dia, like, no-selling a headbutt in the end, like, during the finishing sequence to pick up the win. But... I don't know. In the end, I'm just happy. Masquerade finally has something to hang their hat on here. Dragon, I'm glad Dragon Dia is back. He looked pretty good in his return match. And uh, La Estrella finally upgraded his gear. His new mask looks very slick. A lot better than what he <laughs> debuted in, that's for sure. But yeah, not not the best match. I, mean, no, I don't want to say that. I, just, I don't know. It was, it was a decent match, but I definitely was hoping for more. Alright, so yeah, this was uh, <laughs> definitely not... Australia's night, unfortunately, like you said, just quite a few missteps, but he'll he'll end up being okay. I mean, it happens. He's still super young into his career, so shit happens. But yeah, I kind I kind of hope that he has a better time improvising moves instead of just going forward again, especially with that. But um, I thought the match itself was solid enough. I definitely like Dragon Dia when he was in. He was probably like the best part of the match but yeah overall it was again it was a little underwhelming all right then we got the uh open the dream gate title match uh shun skywalker defeated hip-hop kikita by ref stoppage in 433 uh shun now has a two and two record for in now of his uh, opponents getting injured in his title matches or his title defenses that dude just has horrible luck man this reign is not going as well going as well as i'm sure he would have hoped but I feel even worse for Kikita because this was obviously a big moment for him. I think they recovered the match as well as they could with uh, after like him basically almost getting counted out and then him fighting through it, getting in the ring. Uh, basically, as soon as he got in the ring, Shun started attacking his arm and then eventually uh, R.E.D. threw in the towel and that called the match. I'm glad they called it or handled it that well and they called it instead of like trying to continue the match because... I'm not sure if it was, like, for real or just, like, acting, but Kikuda clearly wanted to try and, like, continue the match, but obviously they already threw in the towel. Ada specifically threw in the towel, and the match ended. But, yeah, it's a terrible situation all around, man. You know, that was honestly super, like, just fucking awkward to watch. I was like, I don't know if I felt more awkward watching this or if I felt more awkward with the whole Ben K situation. This just felt like, I don't... Like, both were super awkward. But it was just kind of like, oh, well, shit. I just felt awkward with, like, Shun, like, celebrating his win after, like, Kika got thrown out. Was. Like, him just holding up the trophy, or the belt, and, like, the plaque, or what, not plaque, like, the certificate and all that shit. Like, mm. it just looked really awkward. I, you could tell he didn't really seem that happy that he retained and shit. Like, 
It was, it was a really awkward situation. I think that's really what it was, was, like, the stuff afterward made it just kind of a little, like, oh, all right, uh, <laughs> sure. But, yeah, I, I feel bad for both guys in this situation. Kikuda getting hurt so fucking early on, and then, you know, soon. And his unfortunate luck with his opponents getting hurt, but what can you do, I guess? It's just, you know, uh, I don't know. And then it just, yeah, it just all sucks. It's a shitty situation. And then the next match was the Steel Cage Survival Match. Yamato and Kai defeated Dragon Kid and SP Kento in 15.06. Uh, match is a complete spectacle, that's for sure, but these cage matches pretty much always are. You had, like, every stable out here, and, like, just <laughs> stopping them from fucking exiting. Like, I thought it was, like, the face teams were helping, like, the faces, and R.E.D. was helping R.E.D., but... They were, like, attacking at all times during the match, really. So, I don't know what the fucking, what their idea was. But pretty much them just banging against the cage and fucking shooting streamers and air horns and all it this fucking, fucking shit. Incredible. I loved it. I was cracking up. But, uh, Kai and Yamato couldn't work together at all <laughs> to the point Kai just, like, took out literally everyone and claimed the first flag, leaving Yamato alone to try and win the match on his own. Uh, Dragon Kid was out of the match next after KZ stopped SBK from escaping by shooting him with a party popper cannon thing in the face. <laughs> and then uh, Yamato ended up grabbing the last flag after SBK just like jumped down and like just let him win so he could face Dragon Kid in the uh, final match of the night. And then after that, uh, R.E.D. attacked Dragon Kid to soften him up for SBK. Do you have anything to say about the cage match or just, you just want to jump into pretty, the... Yeah, we just, yeah. Then with this match, the losers would have to face in a hair versus mask match. So it was Dragon Kid versus F.P. Kento. In a steel cage, obviously, because the cage was right out there. But uh, Dragon Kid defeated SP Kento in 8.59. And I think I would have enjoyed this more if I had watched this live. So I, I, could, mm-hmm. I could have yeah. some kind of suspension of belief or disbelief. Because I definitely want... I don't want to say. I wish I like, would have known. Because like the result kind of killed some of the drama, like knowing the result. Not that I really believe Dragon Kid was going to lose his mask in this. Because, like... Why were they gonna have a big match like that happen during COVID and have him lose his mask? I think they would have saved. They want to save Dragon Kid losing his mask if it ever happens for a bigger stage than this. But I think they had enough R.E.D. cheating involved that you could like maybe dis- or suspend that belief watching it live. Had some good action, including like SBK hitting a pile driver through a table twice in a row on Dragon Kid. But uh, that was really like the big highlight of the match. They didn't do a whole lot, really. Mm-mm. And then after the match, SPK was too proud to let Dragon Kid shave his head, so he did it himself. I actually did take notes on this, but um, I was doing other stuff at the same time. Um, I thought the match was fine. I, I don't know. I thought it was a little underwhelming, too. I did like the table spot. The pile driver, pile driver table spot was pretty cool, but yeah. Like I said, I don't, I didn't take much, so I don't really do. Finally, these cage matches are really supposed to be like they're not supposed work rate to be epics here. or anything. Like they're more it's about more the story, story in the moments. Like last year when Kai fucking turned heel and joined R.E.D. and shit Amazing. like that. Like definitely uh, more about the stories and shit like that. And then also after the match, fucking uh, Dragon Kid was getting mad at Yamato for leaving him in the cage <laughs> and fuck, or winning the match. I should say that was funny though. But yeah, like I said from the jump, overall. uh Pretty skippable show if you're not a Dragon Gate fan. If you are a Dragon Gate fan, uh, definitely check it out. If you have time, at least throw it on, watch it, for like half watch it, I guess, while you do other stuff if you want to, or just watch it in full. I don't know. It was fun. I had a lot of good story beats throughout, but it's nothing like crazy work rate rise, if that's your thing. 
as I mentioned during the airing this week, uh, next up for Dragon Gate is the King of Gate tournament, which kicks off this weekend. Uh, let me pick, let me pull up the uh, matches that are coming up this weekend. All right. As we mentioned in this match or this show, uh, Hyo, or not Hyo, Hip Hop Kikuda got injured, so he's going to be not in the tournament this year. Instead, he's going to be replaced by RED stablemate Hyo. The first uh, night of the King of Gate tournament is going to kick off May 14th on Dragon Gate Network. Going to have a B-Block match, uh, Dragon Kid versus SB Kento, because we get to see that again. Maybe it'll be a little bit more fun this time, I guess. Got C-Block, uh, Kaito Ishida versus Hyo. B-Block, uh, Jason Lee versus Eita. A-Block, Naruki Doi versus Ben K. That's a rematch of a uh, Dreamgate title match, so that should be pretty cool. Mm. C-Block, uh, Keisuke Okuda versus UT. Damn, they're running this back, too. Uh, Takashi Yoshida versus VB Hulk from A-Block. B-Block, KZ versus Susumu Yokosuka. A-Block, Kota Minora versus Diamante. And C-Block, Yamato versus Shun Skywalker. Uh, I could see Yamato picking up the win there. But that's uh, the May 14th show. May 15th only has uh, three King of Gate title matches. It's also going to be live on Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate Network. We got A Block, Takashi Yoshida, and Diamante, or versus Diamante. B Block, uh, Dragon Kid versus KZ. And C Block, Yamato versus Keisuke Okuda. Then, uh, last show of the weekend from May 16th, also on Dragon Gate Network live. A Block, Naruki Doi versus Kota Minora. B Block, Dragon Kid versus Eita. And C Block, Shun Skywalker versus Kaito Ishida. All right, and since this is going to be our last recording before we uh, King Gate starts, you want to give some uh, quick thought, quick opinions on who you think is going to each, oh win each block. Uh, a block is uh, Ben, BB Hulk, Diamante, Kota Minora, Naruki Doi, and Yoshida. <laughs> this I, would be good for Ben, but I don't know if that's happening. I think it's going to be Hulk. Hulk? Oh, you know I'm down for that. Uh, group B is uh, Dragon Kid, Ada, Jason... KZ, SPK, and Susumu. Mm, this is where it gets. This one's definitely a harder tough. block for sure. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dragon Kid. Dragon Kid. Um. I don't know. I actually don't know. I could see KZ also. That's I, who I was actually thinking was KZ just to give him something, but we'll see. And then Group C is a uh, Hyo Ishida. Okuda, Shun, UT, and Yamato. I think it's going to be Yamato, probably. It should be Ishida, I don't care. So, my picks are, looks like is Hulk, Dragon Kid, and Yamato. Actually, no, if I'm pick Yamato, I'll probably pick KZ then. So, mm. yeah, it'd be a Hulk, KZ, and uh, Yamato. And I think you had, uh, I think you were the one with Ben, really. Uh, but if you want to go with Hulk. I'll go with Hulk, yeah. Probably Hulk, KZ. I'm going Ishida because that's just my boy, okay. so... That'd make me more interesting though, because it'd be two of RD guys versus uh, KZ. But that that don't really really work if KZ was gonna win. I guess I don't think it really matters, but I don't Maybe know. Maybe shit. Either way, that's who we're <laughs> thinking going into the tournament. So we'll see how wrong we are. I guess very wrong. They're gonna go some other way. But uh, that is it for matches of the week. I would probably go obviously uh, Miu, Miu yeah, and Rika. Uh, Rika. Yeah. That'd be my number one. Number two. Because Probably Hikari and Kamiyu. <laughs> My third's a little tougher, actually. I don't know if I just want to automatically go with another TJP show, TJP match. What the fuck else would you put? Or Dead or Alive, but I don't, I don't know if there's really anything on Dragon Gate that really excited me that much. 
Yeah, not really. <laughs> so uh, I could probably put the tag title match from Tokyo Joshi or something, or even like Yuki's debut. I fuck no. I think I'd go with like the three-way number one contender match. Oh guess. shit! I already forgot. Oops. But uh, yeah, we'll throw Whatever. in some more match records in the on the footnotes if you're interested but i think it's probably mostly tokyo joshi recommendation yes. so really just watch the tokyo joshi cork and all shows it's a lot of fun definitely one of my favorite t- not one of my favorite ttp shows this year but definitely one of my more recent favorite uh shows to watch mm-hmm. but that is it next week will be our main topics will be the dt ultimate tag league first three nights at least give some thoughts on the uh tournament matches king of gate talk about whatever match like all the matches we just ran down and then All Japan uh, Champions Night from Ed Award Gymnasium. Watch our boy Jake hopefully win the title I was finally. Say if he don't. But uh, plus talking about whatever else we decide to watch, because apparently like backlash or whatever this weekend, so maybe we'll watch oh, that. God, yeah. Get drunk and watch that or some hey, shit. We got Roman and Cesaro, so. Oh fuck! I forgot that. So that's okay. This weekend, so that'll probably okay. be pretty good. So we might have a banger, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, check that shit out. Come back next week to hear our thoughts. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Ticking Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPIR underscore. That is it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.